0: Charlie. Mark, what Charlie.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, I'm full of optimism. Einstein's theory of relativity. We're still
0: seeing it quite well through that right haze. E equals MC
1: That all men are created equal. About the future innovations. <laughs> and growing strength in the air. Coming up on
0: stage. This is Finding Your Frequency with your hosts, Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. It's time to speak up, share your voice, and hear from the thought leaders. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another fantastic episode of Finding Your Frequency. I'm your host, Ryan Treasure, and we have a bang-up show for you guys today. And I want to welcome special co-host, executive producer, Tracy Motley. Tracy, what's up, my friend? How are you? Not much, the same old, same old, but up more than more. That's awesome. I I I appreciate you joining me for this show. Uh, you know, we have uh, uh, some new kind of uh, twists to the to the show this year to our series. Uh, inviting our executive producers at Voice America to join me for these interviews. You know, you guys have uh, you know so much diverse background and so many different things, and being able to bring you guys on and 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 have candid discussions with our wonderful guests uh, who are great thought leaders in in multiple spaces. And um, you know, because I know. I know you produce, you know, several radio shows and podcasts and, you know, you're working in, you know, multiple verticals simultaneously. And so, uh, that's why I wanted to bring you on because just great to have your feedback. So Tracy, welcome my friend.
1: Thank you. I appreciate
0: it. We have a great show for you guys today. We have a fantastic guest. Um, you know, you guys who have listened to the show for the last six years, you guys know how I feel about technology. You guys know how I feel about business. Um, this show is going to be no different. We're going to talk about entrepreneurism. We're going to talk about peak performance, leveraging your mindset so you can up-level your business, You know, creating uh, creating your business and creating that from a space of abundance, the art of receiving, and self-based entrepreneurship, right? Boom. How about all that in one, one, one hour show? I don't. Can you guys handle it? Because if not, leave now because we're about to get to it. We got a great guest for you today. Her name is Andrea Freeman. She started her first business when she was 12 years old. 12, boom, already, already in it. Entrepreneur. I'm trying to do this with my kids. She's seven, and uh, she's like, "Dad, how can I make money?" And I was like, "I don't know. You got to get a job. You got, you got to start a business. You got to do something." And so, what does she do? She goes door to door and collects all the neighbors' cans, and we recycle them. And seven years old, so. Shout out to you, Andrea, for starting at twelve. I, 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 it was a person just like you who I was doing an interview with, where um, I, I was like, I need to get my kid into doing something now. And that was like she was six, and so that's when we started the whole can thing. Uh, but Andrea done all of those things, three three businesses, and a lot of learning later. <laughs> she was hosting red carpet celebrities in her event planning business, but then she didn't feel fulfilled. Hey, that's, that happens to a lot of people in, in in their in their space. You just like do the same thing over and over and over and over again, and you're like, I need I need more. I need something else. So you know, she said to herself, she got to have a better way. Pivotal moment prompted a soul for search. I think that's what happens with most entrepreneurs, Tracy, right? Is you guys like you're working a nine to five or you're doing something and all of a sudden you go, what are we doing? What am I doing? Exactly. I need, yeah. And then, and then you start the soul searching. Uh, today, yeah. Andrea uses a groundbreaking H O S T method. Haha, That's so funny because we're hosting a radio program, uh, the host method and successful track record as a business owner to achieve creative entrepreneurs, Got to gotta be creative, especially right now. Her mission is to help business owners align with their purpose, create results with greater ease and make a lasting impact in the world. Andrea, welcome to the show.
2: Hey, it's great to be here. Thanks for having
0: me. Oh, yes, yes. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know, you know, working with entrepreneurs, you're, you're, you're working all sorts of crazy hours. People are calling you up at all kinds of time. They're going, oh, my God, I don't know what to do. COVID pandemic my business my employees are disparate right that's that's all that's what i heard for all of 2020 right
2: (laughs) yeah there's a lot going on definitely
0: yeah you know i was reading something earlier today and it was kind of uh ironic and it was basically you know uh in tune with you know you being a creative entrepreneur i thought was really cool um like, especially right now with all the, the, you know, pandemic stuff, everybody's pivoting and shifting and all of that. And it's kind of like, I feel like if you don't understand as an entrepreneur, or a business owner, or even, even a person of leadership, like if you don't pivot and you don't follow the trends, what's going to happen? You're going to fail.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and pivoting was a thing before the pandemic, right? Like mm-hmm. you had to be nimble. You had to be able to adapt and change and evolve as a business owner. It's just... You know, it's become really popular <laughs> since the pandemic. <laughs> it's kind of hot right now.
0: The popular pivot. <laughs> That's funny. We I just got I, I just, yeah, got, done, I do just got done looking at a new studio space earlier today, um just before our call. I was uh in the same building that we're in now. I was looking at a new studio space because you know, our company's like, you know, like Tracy who's on on with us today, like he used to be here in the studio facility every single day and, you know, coming in and, you know, he lives relatively far away, but now like he doesn't need to come here. You know, we have all this technology. I mean, I, I talked to Tracy all day long on Microsoft teams, you know, like we can video <laughs> yeah. chat, we can text, we can do all that stuff all with all these technologies that have come out. And, um, I tell everybody, I wish I would have bought stock in zoom like two years ago.
2: <laughs> right. I, I might, yeah. I might
0: be able to retire, but, uh, uh Andrea, I want to, I want to get to the nuts and the bolts of the interview because, um, I think it's really important that we cut right to the chase. I don't want to waste any of our listeners time or yours either. Um, but, you know, finding a frequency is all about that journey, right? Uh, that, that, you know, that aha moment when someone steps off the ledge and decides to, you know, follow their gut um, and, and go off and go do something, you know, different, something new, something unique, something that, you know, it's kind of scary sometimes. Um, you know, I call it having intestinal fortitude. Uh, which is a a term that we use in the promo for the show. Uh, But it does, it takes intestinal fortitude to get out there and start a business and, you know, get away from a, you know, a comfortable nine to five with a 401k and, you know, health insurance and all that kind of stuff. So, so, Tell us how you found your frequency in life and in business. And, you know, how did you end up going from, you know, uh, 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 you know, red carpet events and event consulting and doing those types of things as a project manager and then moving into um, your consulting business that you're doing now? Kind of lay out the story for us.
2: Yeah. So it's a little bit of a windy path, but you touched on it in the beginning. I did start my first business when I was 12 years old. That was a babysitting business. Um, Awesome. Andrea's babysitting. And I really got bitten by the entrepreneurial bug quite early in life. Like my entire Girl Scout troop, because this is how I got um, certified to become a babysitter, was through the Girl Scouts uh, and the Red Cross. and. I just started marketing and monetizing right away. I started printing out the flyers, going door to door, letting people know I was in business and taking clients. And, you know, I did that for a couple of years because you can't get a real job at that age, right? But you can get people to not <laughs> pass unless, off not, their kids. People are so eager you to a, pass off their kids. <laughs> not unless you
0: have a fake ID. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 12-year-old. So, I'm not encouraging so I fake that. IDs.
0: I, I, I promise. I'm not encouraging fake IDs. Just have to throw that out
1: there. <laughs> right. Okay.
2: Yeah. yeah. So so I did that. And then I, you know, as I continued, I was also very much a kid and had a regular job at like McDonald's and, you know, got that job experience too uh, as I got older. And then I, when I was 17 years old, I started a summer camp for kids with disabilities. I had seen and worked at a camp out in Kansas City. And uh, it was incredible. And realized that my hometown didn't have anything like this. I was raised about 90 miles north of New York City. Our area didn't have anything like it. I had a sister with a disability, definitely wanted to be able to create a place where she could go to the same summer camp with all of her other sisters. And so I launched that project just as a community service project and was called to do something like bigger than myself be of service and that's where i really started to apply making a difference in the world for the first time in my life and as a result went to school to become an educator i didn't get like the connection that oh i love managing projects and creating events and event planning wasn't even on my radar for not even a second i didn't know anybody who had ever done it i'd never heard of it So I became a public school teacher. And about three weeks into teaching in the public school, I realized this is not a fit for me. (laughs) Like, I'm so creative and there is no creative space for me here because when you are studying to be an educator, you're designing curriculum, you are being very creative. But when you're in the public classroom, uh, you know, maybe some schools are different, but at least the school that I was in, it was very much, here's the book, teach the book, that's it. And I was like, oh, boy, there's not a lot of room for me and my creativity here. So I shifted and I went to culinary school and I simultaneously launched a catering company. And that led to me getting very familiar with events and understanding and ultimately coming out of the kitchen and overseeing the full scope and, uh, you know, scale of Huge events. So uh, it was, like I said, a very windy path, but ultimately I ended up in that business and still felt um, unfulfilled when I had scaled it to a level where there was international recognition. There were celebrity clients, there were big corporate clients. Uh, you know, I was very much in that business from. Uh, a new business owner's perspective of looking around to see what everybody else was doing in their business and how is everybody else marketing and I guess I should be doing that because that's industry standard and i was I was very much um, in that headspace and over time evolved and really was able to, as you would say, find my frequency, like dial into what was unique about the way that I did it and start really branding, marketing, selling myself as someone who brings like the full scope of herself to her work and that's what makes me and my service so strong. When I started to differentiate myself in that way, that's when other people in my industry, other colleagues, uh, you know, business to business meetings would ultimately end in people saying, can you be my coach? <laughs> and so eventually I started saying yes. Yes. <laughs> So uh, and I realized that I just loved having those conversations with other business owners about what's working in their business, what's not working, how they can shift their mindset, how they can up level their results, how they can work less and make more money. Like because I was doing a lot of personal development work throughout my entrepreneurial journey. And finding that I love talking with other business owners about incorporating that and, you know, cutting the learning curve and just upping the results.
1: See, hey, Andrea. So, I mean, I love what you said so far and that whole background. And to be honest with you, I've got a big family. I've got nine kids. Five of them are daughters. So when I'm hearing a person like yourself doing what you did, I find it absolutely fantastic. And it's something great. I'm gonna have my daughters listening to the the episode when this is done. So you're gonna be (laughs) sponsoring (laughs) the next entrepreneurs out there. But um, I was when I was looking at your bio, and this is kind of going along with what you had, and it kind of made me ask want to ask the question or form this question is um, you talk about abundant mindset, and I'm looking at you went from being this kid who was babysitting to working in the fast food industry to starting into teaching, and said okay. I'm missing what I want to be. I'm not finding what I want to be. And then you start finally moving yourself and navigating through that channel to find your, your frequency, so to speak. And there you are. But my question is, is how? What, what advice could you give a person <clears throat> as far as maintaining that mindset? Because I can imagine that there's lots of ways where on that path to where you are now, you could have easily taken a wrong turn and gone off left, right, lost your focus, yeah. Never got to where you are now because you lost your focus. And I see a lot of people all the time who are on a path, they look like they're gonna be achieving something, getting someplace, and then all of a sudden they take the wrong turn and yes. they're off the beaten path. They get diverted. Like I don't Yeah. yeah they, I don't know they what they I'm doing diverted. anymore. I don't know what I want to do. I've lost my mindset. And so I'm I'm sitting here and I looked at your information. I'm like going, mindset, yeah. I want to hear what she has to say about that, how to keep that focus, how to get to where you want to be and have that mindset. Yeah. Let me yeah, tag so onto that,
0: that too, because yeah. one, one thing, uh, you know, to mention for Tracy, like I do karate and like, it's, it's so I'm having, I'm having trouble currently. like maintaining a mindset for training, like making sure I, you know, make that time for myself to go and do this goal that I've set. Right. So, um, yeah, what a great question, Tracy. Thank you.
2: Yeah, so for me... Mindset work and entrepreneurialism really have been linked from the very beginning. When I launched that babysitting company, I actually picked up a book that my mom had laying around the house about like meditation and deep breathing. And I don't know why it called to me. Clearly, my mom was not using it. She wasn't going to miss it. <laughs> so I picked it up and I started doing it. And so I've always dabbled in um, exploring Ways of getting to know myself better, ways of being connected to something bigger than myself, ways of being able to achieve peak performance. I don't know why that was something that was always interesting to me, but it was. Now, I've gone in and out, right? Like I've been committed to the practices and then I've forgotten about them and then I've returned to them. And I just allow myself a lot of room to be wherever I am. I really look at it all as a practice, as something that's being developed, as something that you know, you're know you always cultivating and evolving. And so whatever the practice looks like for you now, I feel like intuitively we all are drawn to the things that are going to serve us. And if, especially if we're taking the time to quiet down and, and hear really what's going on inside and not just be responding in a reaction kind of mode to everything that's going on around us, right. that, that we can tap into those, uh, you know, those callings for, mm. from in, internal um, for the things that are gonna serve us best at whatever time, right? right so sometimes i'm very very dedicated about my exercise routine and sometimes it slips out right in pandemic i'm wearing all the hats all the time i'm a real life mom i've got a five, well, she just turned six the other day, um, that I'm homeschooling and I'm running a business and, you know, like, my husband and I are juggling because he's working from home too and we're all getting sick of each other. And that's <laughs> real life, right? Like, right. Yeah. We, we have to have room for ourselves to be real human beings, to not be perfect, to not always be producing the shiny results, to allow ourselves to experience the deviations and, and the twists and the turns in our path because sometimes it all comes together right like i had no idea and in my 20s when i was leaving that teaching job I was so nervous to tell my parents I was not going to be a public school teacher. They had spent all that money on college. Uh, You know, I was raised in a family that was you were definitely taught to, like, go get the career, ride it out, your forever job, right? Get the pension, collect that 401k, like all of that, like that safety, that security. (laughs) That was what my models really taught me. And nothing against that. For some people, that is the right thing. I just really did hear something inside myself in in that time in my life where I was being called to do something else and I decided to honor it and took that step off the ledge you know like Ryan was saying like into the unknown and you know, it looked like a couple of different businesses and it looked like, oh my gosh, when am I gonna figure this out? When am I gonna stick to the thing that I, you know, is really for me? But ultimately now (laughs) where I've arrived is a place where I get to use all of my strengths in having worked for, you know, the public school system and being able to design curriculum and being able to understand where people are coming from and where they're arriving to and what their ultimate goal is and be able to create systems and strategies for helping them to get there. If I hadn't become a public school teacher, I don't know if I would be as good a coach as I am.
1: Yeah, Yeah. and that's a good point to make because when I look at, we're living here in a time where a person can create their career, their path, their ideal job. Um, You pretty much said it yourself. You were doing all these different things and all those different things combined came together to create this thing that you're now doing. That wasn't around before. You didn't have a name for it back in the day. And I'm finding that especially since I've got kids who cover the whole gambit of range, I can see all the things that are going on. So I'm very much in touch with the pulse of what's happening in the real world and how it impacts my family, my kids, and what they're experiencing, I realize that a lot of them are out there going, um, I don't want to do a forever job. I want to find a job that's me, that I create, that I'm doing, that resonates with me. And all these jobs that are out there, the so called nine to five forever jobs, are just jobs that um, are a paycheck. And I'm finding a lot of people aren't looking for a paycheck, they're looking for satisfaction. They want that, that thing that fills them up and keeps them going. I mean, one of the reasons why I took this job was because I get to interact with people that are interesting all the time. I get living, to talk to people that are
0: Living your purpose. And, right. Exactly. L- living your so, purpose. Yeah. I, I think that's and I'm, what everybody strives at this for. Stuff, I'm like,
1: going, Yeah. That meaningful impact. I mean, I'm impacting people and I'm getting that purpose. And you have been dealing with that. You've been talking to people about that. I mean when you're when you're meeting people out there who are kind of like, okay, I'm floating in a sea of craziness. I want to do something more than just go to a job and make money. I mean, mm-hmm. not that money's a bad thing, but there's a point when you're making money, you actually start wanting to fulfill that other need of how do I make myself happy while I'm making this money? And if yeah. the money's not making you happy, you're looking for something. So, what do you have to say to that?
2: Yeah, so I mean that's really the place that I had arrived in my event planning business. I was, you know, at functioning at a very high level. I was doing incredible work. Um, I was achieving a lot of the goals that I had initially set out to achieve, and I just like took a minute to look around and realize that it was feeling out of alignment it was i was feeling disconnected from this success and it really had a lot to do with creating what I the idea of what I thought it should look like to be an event planner and I feel like a lot of creative professionals a lot of service-based entrepreneurs I see running into the same thing like there are so many should so many I think it you know should be this way it should look that way I should share this stuff on social media I shouldn't share that kind of stuff on social media right, right. and so we keep certain parts of ourselves at arm's length and you know like event planning I could speak from personal experience this was a very polished industry it's very much about delivering people kind of perfect quote-unquote results and at a certain point in time I realized like well my life is actually kind of a little bit messy right like I'm a mom and I commute to the city which is like an hour and a half round trip a day and I you know am a little bit more of like a hippie kind of you know, intuitive, like, and I'm leaving all of that out for this shiny city appearance. Right. And so I finally felt like, like this is, this isn't working. I'm not being all of myself. And so I, in that business rebranded, I completely overhauled the look of it, the messaging of it. And I started getting new clients who were more interested in creating events that were about meaningful connection than about perfect parties. Right. And so it was a very intentional choice.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. And I, you know, earlier I had spoke to, you know, some of my background with doing, uh, you know, concerts and events and stuff. Um, And I I initially I went to school for um, media arts. Right. Um, Because I'm going to go and I'm going to do concerts and events and all this kind of stuff and i kind of i ran i ran against that wall too because it was you know like i was telling you like i think it was a wells fargo corporate event i was at and Mm -hmm. like you know you got the suits everywhere and you know um you know this event you know i I can't even remember oh they brought in bruce springsteen right was there was there the (laughs) band at like on the last uh, evening of the event and so I'm over there running monitor boards for Bruce Springsteen and I'm going like, I can't believe I'm doing this right now, but which was really cool from a personal perspective, but I didn't like where I was doing it right in the, in that corporate space. Like I had to be very careful about being me. Like right? I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't talk like I normally would talk. I couldn't joke around at all. Like I like it, which is my personality, um, which became quite difficult, which is actually why I ended up in radio was because I'm like, radio gives me the ability to play with all the buttons, all the knobs <laughs> and lets me still be me. Right. And I can, I can crack wise jokes and be like, "Arg, you're walking off the plank of entrepreneurism. My last name is treasure. So I like to make pirate noises. Sometimes. There you go. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> I never, I
1: made mean, I never made that connection. Treasure. <laughs> <laughs> to Right.
0: But, but, but to <sighs> my point, right. I mean, it's like, you know, uh, and, Tracy, I think you're right too with the kids, you know, Mm -hmm. they, they like, they want to live their purpose. You know, I feel like so many times, you know, like Tracy, Andrea, like our parents were like preparing us for the world that they lived in and not preparing us for the world that we were going to live in. Right. And so I think we have, we as parents all have this unique opportunity with, you know, kids of all ages that, you know we see kind of what's happening in the future right I made a comment to my wife yesterday uh, my daughter was across the street um, yes I allow my daughter to play with the neighbor kid I got an only child I, I gotta find something for her to do it's not like we're going all over the place their parents all work from home so I know everybody's good but I just said uh, disclaimer that was my disclaimer Uh, but so my daughter they're all uh, they have a car out front that's like an old car that uh, they're gonna restore and so the kids are playing in the car and that kind of stuff and they're acting like they're driving around and all this and I look over at my wife and I go this is really funny they're so excited about driving around but you know what by the time she turns 16, 17 years old where I like I had to have a car that was my freedom like I could get away from my house I could go for a drive you know like what you know back when I was a kid it was cool to go cruise at the mall you know, cruise around the mall 16 times with your stereo on, (laughs) Uh, you know, like that stuff doesn't exist for kids anymore. You know, self-driving cars are are disappearing. Self-driving cars are going to be so prolific. Like why would you want to get a car in in, in, in 10 years? You know, like I just bought a new truck and I, I told my wife the same thing. I'm like, this is the last gas powered vehicle I will ever own right? Because things are, are shifting and changing in so many different ways. And um, I think, but that's what's unique to entrepreneurism, right? Is you get to, a, you get to leverage all of those things that you've learned, bring it to the table and be creative, right? And I think sometimes one of the hardest things for people to do is to maintain that creative mindset, right? Especially as being an entrepreneur, because you're so worried about 20,000 things all the time. And so my question to you would be, how do you or what advice would you give an entrepreneur to keep them in that creative mind space? To keep them in a space where they're constantly creating and they're not—they're um, not being uh, proactive, or, or they're being—they're re- they're not being reactive. They're being proactive and being able to come from that you know space of of creation, so they can actually make meaningful impact to their business. Mm.
2: Yeah, so this is actually why I created the Host Your Life Method because I saw when I was in my event planning business, the, like it's an amazing and very unique position that you get to be in to see behind the scenes of some of the most high performing individuals on the planet right so i used that to look at what are these people doing in their lives to stay centered to stay grounded to not let fame go to their head to you know stay connected to their people who matter most to stay connected to their missions and their causes cuz Cause i see that they're on the boards of all these non nonprofits and whatnot. Right. So what is going on? Right. That I can adopt and bring into my business to allow me to further what I'm up to in the world. And so ultimately, I came up with the host your life method, which each letter stands for something. The H is to honor your why. The O is to own who you truly are. The S is to shift your perspective. And the T is to take inspired action. And the way that breaks down is once you're really clear about what you're here for and what you're up to and what your life is about, that you use that to propel your business, to inform your marketing, your messaging, and your sales, to be able to allow people to find you who are aligned and really do truly need your service so that it's less effort and you know you can be spending more time doing the things that you want to do in your business instead of trying to find the people and then from there you're shifting your perspective anything that's out of alignment anything that's not feeling right you are uh, actively and intentionally working to up-level, whether that's an outdated conversation or whether that's, you know, I need to do everything myself or, what you know, whatever it is that we're struggling with as entrepreneurs, it's usually some sort of mindset thing or conversation that's a little outdated that we can upgrade, we can up-level it put something new in place maybe bring in a new person maybe upgrade our systems and our structures and our and our strategies and from there take inspired actions and this is i think the really the it's pivoting in constant you know it constantly we're always assessing we're always seeing what needs to happen and from a place of enoughness, from a place of sufficiency, from a place of really truly knowing how much we have to offer the world and how much the world needs what we have to offer, taking those actions that allow us to achieve the results, not from like a because very often as business owners, we set goals, right? Like this year I wanna have X number of clients or this year I wanna make X number of dollars. And there's nothing wrong with having goals and having targets. And I think that that's actually very, very smart. Um, But when those goals and those desires are running the show and they're not given by something bigger, then they start to feel empty. So when we get ourselves in the place of really, truly owning our power and how much we have to serve, and like we're in this like very kind of effervescent and overflowing and restored place, and we can serve better. We can make a bigger impact. We can make a bigger difference. We can scale our businesses more easily and with a lot less effort.
0: Oh, definitely. Um, (laughs) uh, you, 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 I love, Did that I, answer your question? No, it totally <laughs> does. And, I, and I, I love what you're talking about with goals, right? Because yeah, it's great to have goals, but sometimes you're right. If you are so like, you know, put the blinders on, on the goals, you start missing stuff. You know what I mean? That, that, that you, you could have maybe, you know, went in another direction, which ultimately will help you hit that goal easier. Um, you know, those kind of things. Um, I couldn't help but think about people. I love this, the, the idea, right? It's called people process technology right and so if you if you keep that mindset right when you're being in that creative space you know you you I, far too many times people go to technology first right and they're like oh well i get this new widget or this new gadget or this new crm or this new you know marketing software like this is going to solve my problem and i'm like well no, the technology will only give you the ability. It's like a hammer in a toolbox, right? It's a it's a tool that you can you reach into your toolbox to use to accomplish a task, but you have to have people and processes in place first before you start reaching in the hammer. It's like, like they don't start building buildings with bricks. They start building them with CAD drawings and designs, right? They, they make a plan. Um, And so, you know, you got, I think you have to have people process a procedure in order to, you know, even attempt to try to get to any kind of goal. Right. Um, That's just Mm -hmm. my, my, my take on that because um, that leads you to like, your own personal evaluation you know um if if you're constantly set on like go 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 goal, goal, and you know you're sending marching orders out into the ethers for people to go set the goals like how often does somebody take a step back and be like well wait a minute what am i doing to help you know push the goals that i've asked my team to do Right. And so, you know, where does that personal evaluation fuel businesses? Like, where, where, at what point does the entrepreneur need to take a step back and do that self evaluation?
2: Oh, I think it's ongoing. And, I mean, I have this, like, little saying that I always share with my clients, which is that you should let your personal evolution fuel your business revolution. Like, we can't outperform our mindset. and We can't outperform, um, you know, the things that we have historically uh, – told ourselves this is the way the world is so unless we're looking at why we came up with this is the way the world is this is the way i am as a business owner this is what it means to be a boss this is what it means to be you name it in our lives and actually look at where that came from see if it's still serving us and decide you know to keep moving it forward or leave it aside and create something new unless we're doing that kind of thinking we're just going to be creating by default we're not going to be very involved consciously in our businesses (laughs) or in our lives really for that matter
0: no i don't think so i agree (laughs) wholeheartedly yeah
1: say andrea um question i i'm loving everything i'm hearing here um and you've kind of taken me through this evolution as far as what you've been talking about so my next thing to you would be what about the scaling up aspect of it you've got a person who's got the mindset um they've kind of figured out okay i'm i'm living the dream i'm 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 addressing the things that make me where I want to be. I'm making an impact on the things I want to make an impact on. But now there's a whole question, and I'm sure you've talked to people about this, of how to go from, okay, I've got it going, but how do I get this to scale up into that next level? What do you have to say about that?
2: Yeah. So at this point, really, once you have really dialed into your mission and you're serving and you're finding the clients and like that's starting to happen at a certain point, you either want to start scaling the impact that you're making and reaching more clients because you're realizing this is resonating for people. It's resonating for you. It's it's feeling as good as it looks, right? Like it's feeling very aligned and you either want to serve more people or that so many people are actually already showing up that you couldn't possibly do it on your own. So at this point, usually it's about building your team and really truly empowering people to step up and do things that are in their zone of genius that allow you as a business owner to step into fully your role as a CEO. And this is probably the biggest um, growth obstacle for most solopreneurs, most entrepreneurs who start working on their own, right? Right. There is a tendency to try to hold on to everything, right? I'm the creator of this, it's my system, you know, the business is very often, yeah, the business is very often in their head, they don't really have the systems and strategies like actually out in the world that they can share and train people. So it's about creating something that we can empower a team to do that they can get consistent results that allow the mission to still continue to exist in the world and that free you up as the CEO to continue to do the strategic business thinking that you need to do finding the right people for the right positions, having the creative vision for, for the business and making sure that like everybody really is functioning at their top level within their roles. Mm
0: -hmm. So, yeah, but wait a minute, Andrea, I don't want to work forever. I don't. I, I want. I wanted to start a business. I want to get it rolling. I want to put the right people in place, and then I want to go to Cabo and sit on the beach.
2: You can build that kind of team.
0: Yeah, I'm just telling you. That's what my dream is. No, for real. Well, I mean, I always find it interesting
1: when people talk about that because you. There's a challenge of finding the right people, and I've seen people who. And I, I've been in a lot of different things, like we said at the beginning I've had I have a very diverse background and seeing people who will start out where, okay, they have the mindset of, this is my baby. Nobody else understands it the way I want, I, I do. And they never get the growth or achieve the growth they're looking for because they can't get that mission or, or that vision out to the other people. And then they can't let those people take it to that next level with them. Um, they're worried that they'll get left behind for some reason. And then you have the other side of the coin where it's like, okay, I've got all these great people, it's going really great, it's, it's going faster than I expected. And then it's just the fear of how do I keep control of this ship that seems to be going faster and faster and faster. It's doing what I want, but it's going so much faster. And Ooh. finding, I mean, in today's economy, especially finding the right people for the right job. I was talking with a guy yesterday, a mechanic, he's saying there's a lot of great people out there, but it's just like, I, I get a person in here and I ask them for a resume and all of a sudden it's like they just disappear. And then I'll get the person who gets past the resume phase who actually talks, comes in, I get the interview done. I say, okay, you're hired. The guy never shows up for work. Mm. And so it's like, these are real life issues that these guys run into all the time. (laughs) They've got their vision. They know where they want to be. They know how they want to get there, but they can't find the people that that, that they bring in board and, and get it going. And I don't know, maybe it's just me, but it seems like right now with the way things are going, we hear about all the... Uh, people who are looking for work and people who are out of work and you're like, okay, well, if there's so many people out of work, why aren't they coming here and taking this position? You know, why aren't they interviewing and showing up when they get hired? You know, what do you have to say about that?
2: This is actually a tricky thing when there are more people looking for work than there are mm-hmm. jobs, right? This is a thing <laughs> wh- that happens. It's a phenomenon. It happened during the last recession as well where mm-hmm. people have their pick, and so they can commit to something, but then something else better comes, comes along. Up, and then, yep. You know, they're like yep. just bail and go for the other shiny object, right? Right. Uh, unfortunately I think it's a a symptom of you know the current economic situation But it's not always the thing and i really do believe as much as there is conversation in the circles of business ownership about creating that dream client avatar and i mean i feel like people talk on and on about this right down to her shoe size or where he goes on vacation right and i don't think we need to get that granular actually about it right
0: no just Um, solve problems just solve problems
2: Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> but we can do actually the same thing when we are looking for those people to put on our teams. And I think that ultimately, mm-hmm. when we're looking to build and grow and scale our teams, getting really, really clear about what those things are that you do that you want to hold on to versus what are the things that you want taken off your plate? How are they good? How are you guys going to interact? What is that relationship going to look like? And getting like that perfect employee avatar. And then right. that way you can easily. Easily recognize that they're the right fit when they walk in the door because I would assert that some people say yes to anybody walking in the door because the need is so acute it's so much business there's so much over I'm being flooded by how much I have to do it's so beyond the scope of what I'm capable of doing on my own they'll hire anybody instead of the right body <laughs>
1: Right. Well, what
0: if and what if everyone, I hire? Everybody does that. But what if I hire five people, but I'm only going to fill two positions, and I do training for 30 days, and then I choose the two that I know are going to be more successful down the road? Like, have you ever heard of an approach like that? Where yeah. you're like
2: yeah, at but, least hire two people for the same position. Yeah, that now you do know.
0: you now? that's yeah. yeah. common. I've, yeah. I've had somebody make a comment to me when I brought this up that you know that's unethical. Right. Because you're like, you're going to, you have, you have, you have three positions to fill. You're going to bring in eight people. Uh, you're going to, you know, have everybody, you know, go through a 30 day training program. And then ultimately, you know, three people stay and five people are leaving. Right. And then so I've, I've had people brought up well, is how, how ethical is that? If you have, you know, what about those five people? Did you not care about them? Now they have to go look for work. And then, you know, and my, my comment, honestly, as, as a, as a thought leader and, and an executive is that, well, I did get them the opportunity for 30 days to show me that they are or they are not the person I paid them for their work for being here for those 30 days so exactly. no I don't feel that it's unethical but I've had that brought up when I when I when I brought up the idea of you know bringing in multiple people so that way you can you know find the right person because you can't always find the right person in an interview like I've had you know I, I've been here at Voice America for this is my 18th year right I've hired lots of people and mm-hmm. I've had I've had people like man this is the greatest person they're great personality I go introduce them to the team on the second interview you know the team tells me yeah that guy's cool let's hire him he's I think he'll be a great fit <laughs> and then he starts on Monday and on Tuesday he goes to lunch and then dis and then he just never came back right mm. you know what I mean yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm like Well I think that about the question of ethics, it, you know, if you're disclosing, I guess, that you're gonna do this on the job uh weaving out process, yeah. then you know, it, it I don't see the problem, actually.
1: Yeah. I mean <laughs> they know. And honestly, I think that's not a bad way of going because they know up front, okay, I've hired you guys, you have the skill sets we're looking for. The question is is who's gonna be left when it who's gonna be the last man standing? As long as you make it clear, it's like front, survivor. The yeah, exactly. <laughs> But I mean, it also instills in them that, you know, nothing is given. I mean, unfortunately, there's a lot of people out there who believe that, oh, well, I'm here, so therefore I should get everything. And it's like, no, you're here, but you still got to earn the right to be here. It's 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 a privilege. It's not a right, really. Uh, I could let you go anytime. This is a right to work state where we live. And it's like, okay, see you later, bye. And we don't have to give a reason for it. We can let you go for any reason we want to, um, as long as it's appropriate, um, but still, I think um when it comes down to it when you're when you're looking at people like that, you just I think the biggest challenge is just finding the right person and then making sure that you're willing to let that right person make let your company grow if you're if you're doing that because I find a lot of people who've let people go because they're fighting against the change. You know? Mm. It's like oh. well, here's my suggestion about mm-hmm. this is this. Oh, that's a great suggestion. Um no. And it's like but it's a good suggestion. just no, we don't want to do that but it's a good suggestion. It's going to move you in the direction that you talked about when we first had our interview. Yeah. No.
0: Hey guys, I want to pause the show for just a second because I want to talk about this really cool app called stereo. I've been using it for a little while now and man, it's pretty cool. It's a live broadcast social platform that enables people to have real conversations in real time. The app allows podcast creators to build an intimate relationship with their fan base by engaging them in direct conversations. Listeners can literally record a question, send it in while we're doing the live directly to us, and we can answer those questions and engage in real time. It's really cool. I've been using the app for a couple of weeks now. I've done a couple of variants on it with some random people, and I've met people. I've already got some followers. So it is a really cool application, and there's so much diverse content on there. You'll always find something to listen to. Finding Your Frequency is excited to offer our listeners a new way to interact. Join us every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time for a live show on the Stereo app. You can download the free Stereo app and select Finding Your Frequency We're verified right there on Stereo, so you can connect with us whenever we're live. Stay tuned for more details on how to engage with us on Stereo at the end of today's episode. Go to www.stereo.com forward slash Radio Ryan 1. Again, www.stereo.com forward slash Radio Ryan 1. Once you get in there, make sure you start following me. You'll start to check it out. And again, we got the shows that we're going to be doing every Friday at 2 o'clock Pacific time on the Stereo app. Tell you right now, straight up, if you don't have mm. a team full of people that can't pivot and make some changes, mm. they gotta go. Mm. I love you exactly. but you gotta go. Exactly. You, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Exactly. Because because and, and you you and I, Tracy, know this all too well. Like you and I have we've like last week we like there's a problem. <laughs> Okay. Well, yeah. nope. Nobody else is doing it, so let's do it, and we just, just knock it, it out, out. You know what I mean? <laughs> and and so like we pivoted. We we and we did that, and and you know it's been presented to the whole team, and now we have a solution for a problem that we had, right? And it was yeah. like, just you got to pivot. You can't be. Oh, uh, I had an employee one time where it was like, hey, we're doing things like this right now. A B C D E F G. Way too many steps. I want A B C, right? And so then mm-hmm. I took like a week. And I'm like, okay, so this is where process comes in handy, right? I designed a new process that happened to leverage some new technology that was going to help my people, right? And then I'm like, all right, I think I got this. I hope my, I hope my, my, my peeps are good with this. Hey, guys, we're going to do this for customer service now. We're, this, this, the, the way we're doing it now is antiquated. Um, there's a way better way uh, that'll give us higher touch, more interaction. It'll be much better. Let's do this. I lined it out and I had two people that were like, I'm not doing that. And I was like, whoa. So what did I do immediately after I left the meeting? I went and put an ad in the newspaper to go hire three new people because, you know, I knew this process was going to be the greatest process. And I had six other employees that were like, oh, that's a pretty cool idea. And two people, they're like, I'm not doing it. And I'm like, whoa, you're not even not you're not, not even in there. Right? I, I can understand someone saying, hey, um, I, I understand what you're trying to do. Can I give you some feedback? Right. And give again, and let me have your feedback. But to not even try to give any feedback and just blatantly be like, I'm not doing that. You know that's the type yeah. of people you can't have on your team. That's the type of people that I think become like something that they can make toxic work environments, you know, and they're really a headache for human resources department.
1: Say <laughs> Andrea. Yeah. I'm yeah. Sorry.
2: No, I was going to say, I think that this is the big challenge when you're in that CEO role is really to find the people who are a culture ad. Like, I don't necessarily think that you have to have a culture that people just fit into, which can kind of feel like clicky in your work environment. Mm-hmm. But instead that we're really communicating like this is where we're all about and making sure we're finding people who are going to fit within that space and Continue, continue to elevate it and help the space evolve. And then, you know, um, remember, I feel more than anything, uh, a mentor of mine told me this years ago, and it's just always stuck with me, that change causes upset. Like any time we change a system, we change mm-hmm. a procedure, we change the way we're doing, like we have to introduce it in a way that's like, okay, I know some of you are not going to be excited about this and this is what we're doing and why. And like, <laughs> you know, right? Like kind of present it and involve them in the, uh, you know, in the in the mm-hmm. procedure of the rolling out of it. And also if they're not, you know, stepping up and then that's not a fit, right? Like, the, yeah, we have, we ourselves have to be able to respond to, when people are not evolving and growing with our, with our company, with our vision,
0: evolving and growing,
1: evolving and growing. I love what Andrea is saying. (laughs) (laughs) So Andrea on on your website, there was something I saw that really made me chuckle and I loved it. It was about when you're talking about your intensive day sessions and so forth and um, how you are helping business to, uh, how'd you put it? Um, How to help the business to, results driven and so forth like that. There was a picture off the side that I really loved that said, remember why you started. Mm. And I'm, I'm listening to you chat. And I'm, I'm going, wow, that is so cool. Because so many entrepreneurs, they get lost. They forget, why am I doing this? Or they have to remind themselves. And I think, would you agree that as an entrepreneur, you have to always go back to day one and go, why did I start this? And
0: Tracy, it's so we can make, make sure money. We have to make yeah, money. Right. We have
1: to make yeah, all of right. the money.
0: All of the money. Because money makes <laughs> you happier.
1: <laughs> Obviously, Andrea and I have left you in the back, and we're, we're having our own conversation now. <laughs>
2: we're in it for the fulfillment. Yeah, exactly. I just had to make, make, it make a joke. I got to make a joke, you know. Money you follows. Know. <laughs> yeah, I know. We love but it.
1: I, I love that, and I, I, I just want to know, how do you feel about that? Do you, you think it's a good key point to make sure that you're always reminding yourself of why you started and making sure the people around you understand that?
2: It's step number one in the host your life method to honor your why. So I, I could not agree more that people have to constantly be checking in and reminding themselves in whatever ways they can, because life gets busy and we get distracted. And, you know, we're working with some pretty antiquated hardware here, right? That really is only capable of remembering so many things at one time. So unless we put things in place that pop into our awareness to remind us of why we're doing what we're doing... We can very easily lose our way, and I think right. it's huge for helping us navigate along the path.
0: Ah, uh, very well said. I you know you, you've been such a great guest. I appreciate you being on. We're kind of getting towards the end of the show, and uh before before we go, i have to I have to share something with you, right? because it's yes. really funny. Money really does buy you happiness. I just, I just, link, I just sent you guys a link. It's a study that says money actually can buy happiness. Study says oh, yeah. more than ten years ago, researchers suggested that money cannot buy you happiness, but then a new study titled "Experienced Well Being Raises with Income Above Seventy Five Thousand Dollars." So oh, even heck though, heck I, yeah. even though I made a joke, right? And 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 I and I just wanted to preface that um, <laughs> I don't, th- I don't think it really is buying you happiness. It's buying you options. No. It it's takes the, the piece of, mind. of the Options yeah, and peace of, of mind, mind yeah. Yeah. yeah, so Andrea's- I'm all
2: for it. Like, I mean, listen, I, my work, it can be very much about getting, you know, centered and it can be somewhat spiritual and and I'm all for that. But I'm also all for, you know, living out your wildest dreams. And if that includes having all the money that you feel that you are worthy of and that you deserve, then, then yes, let's go get it. Because uh, dreams fulfilled, why not, you know?
0: <laughs> yep. Andrus, you know, I, I said options earlier, right, about the money thing. What are some um, you know, some options or some advice that you would give an entrepreneur right now in 2021? You know, we're I'm I hope we're ending the pandemic now with vaccines and stuff like that, but what would be some advice you would give to an entrepreneur who's like looking to do something on their own today?
2: Mm. Who's also somebody who's already in business, who's wanting to evolve their business. Is that right? No, I make no, sure I'm no. They're
0: going to start their own business. Like they're like, Thinking I just I have it. an idea. Um, I haven't, I haven't been working because of COVID. I haven't got to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make my own path now. Where do they start?
2: Got it. Got it. Yeah really get clear about that why i feel like so much of our conversation on this show has really set people up to get clarity about that why about that purpose and about that thing that will continue to serve as their compass as they navigate that journey so making sure that you're starting with that really clear blueprint of understanding why you're going for it and then don't hold back, play full out, tell awesome. everybody you're in business and want right. and just see what happens.
0: Play full out. Oh, I love that. I love there that. That, that takes me all the way back to when I used to play football in high school, right? And it was like, our coach used to tell us, you're only as good as your practice, play hard. You gotta play hard, right? And I think you gotta do that in life too. You have to, you absolutely yeah. have to.
2: Hey, if you guys liked what you heard on this episode and you want more tips and advice about business ownership, then check out my free Facebook group. It's the Uplevel Collective. So facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash up level collective
0: uh, ladies and gentlemen you can, you've can you been listening to uh, Andrea Freeman myself Ryan Treasure and executive producer Tracy Motley right here on Finding Your Frequency on the Voice of America <laughs> talk radio network I want to invite all of you guys who are listening to this show there's this really cool new app out it's called Stereo S-T-E-R-E-O right Stereo listen to me on the stereo uh, but I want you guys to go check out the app follow me on there At Stereo.com forward slash Radio Ryan 1, okay? Because here's what we're going to do. Later on after this show airs, we're going to do another little mini episode on the Stereo app. And you guys can chime in, you guys can ask questions, you guys can do all of that. So I'm, I'm hoping that uh, Andrea and myself and Tracy can uh, make some time later on to get together and, and review this topic again. Um, but I want to do that on stereo, so I'm inviting you guys to come on stereo with me. It's a new app. It's super cool. I've been on it for like about the last week and um, it's, it's it's a great tool to kind of allow people to come on board and expand on these topics that we're talking about, ask some questions, um, really provide some good service are you guys are you guys up for that
2: that's cool
0: awesome awesome yeah. so guys go check it out okay uh, stereo is a free live broadcast social platform that enables people to have real conversations in real time It allows podcast creators to build a more intimate relationship with your fan base by engaging them in direct conversations. Listeners can record a question and send it directly to us. So again, you guys go check me out on uh, the Stereo app Stereo.com forward slash Radio Ryan 1. You can also follow me on Twitter at Radio Ryan 1. Go check out the website, net. and if anybody has any questions, comments, concerns, show ideas, you want to send hate mail, whatever it is, (laughs) uh, send it to info at voiceamerica.com and we'll read them all and if you send a really good hate mail message i'll even read it on the air and and we'll we'll actually discuss it and find out like how do we fix whatever you're hating us for and if you guys are listening to this via podcast make sure you share it with your friends and uh please give us a five-star review because we totally deserve it we are not four-star human beings we are five-star humans (laughs) please give us the five stars and make sure to tune in next week yeah, six. We're on it. six. <laughs> How hard six. Is it? How hard do you want me to work? 120%. No, I'm just joking. But no, seriously, guys, give us a nice review on Apple and Spotify. We love to read those. And uh, keep following us at findingafrequency.net. And, of course, voiceamerica.com, always online all the time. Got five awesome channels. Make sure you guys go listen to all the wonderful programming we have there. We don't do talk radio and podcasts just to do them. We do them to create content that's soulful, that's purposeful, that gives you options, advice, information, a little bit of entertainment. So make sure you check out voiceamerica.com. I'm Ryan Treasure. Tracy, thanks for joining me today, man. Andrea, we appreciate you being our guest. And you guys stay tuned for another wonderful episode of Fighting Your Frequency every Friday at 12 o'clock Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Variety Channel. Have a great one. Hey, what's up, everybody? So glad you tuned into the show today. What a great show it is. Like I said earlier in the show, at the end, I was going to give you some more information on our live stereo session on the Stereo app. Stereo app users can engage with the platform to listen in, seek out topics, and join conversations about issues and ideas that interest them. There is no lack of content on that application. You can flip through many conversations, ask questions, join ones, make your own. Wide-ranging topics on stereo comedy, pop culture, lifestyle, sports, business, technology. The app can be downloaded for free by Apple and Android users. Once users download the app, they'll be able to create an avatar and a profile. (laughs) I had so much fun making my avatar. It was super cool. Users can submit the audio messages to hosts of conversations to join those conversations in real time. Finding Your Frequency will have a live audience interactive episode on stereo. We're going to be doing this every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on the stereo app. Again, Finding a Frequency is going to be having a live audience interactive episode every week, Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time. We're going to do question and answers. We're going to talk about technology. We're going to talk about business. We're going to talk about marketing. We're going to talk about how people found their frequency in life and in business and why they decided to do what they do. And take questions from people that are listening to the show and allow you guys to engage with us. And I really hope to see you on stereo. Again, stereo.com forward slash Radio Ryan 1 live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time. So again, come to Stereo.com forward slash Radio Ryan 1. Once you get in there, follow me and make sure you guys tune into the show. Thanks for listening.